We need to remember, don't we, that? Well, first of all, there's a lot of precious and wonderful people in the world. And also that once, that was us. We were the world. And thankfully, God didn't say to us, Phew, away with them, away with them. They've made the bed. Ronnie's made his bed. You know, let him lie in it. Yeah? Lorraine will say, well, it's usually me that makes the bed. <laughs> but, um... This famous verse, of course, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he so loved you and he so loved me, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved us. And uh, I heard something recently which was, if you think of the most shameful moment in your life, just thinking back, the most shameful moment, perhaps that no one else but yourself knows, you think back to that most shameful moment, then that's when Jesus died for you. In that state, that's when he died for you, knowing that. And uh, shortly we'll give you a chance to come and share those moments. Not really, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> but... Uh, it just amazes me and it makes me so grateful for God's love. God's love for me. It's amazing, God's love. And all he has given us, that forgiveness he has given, how he's wiped the slate clean. And then he's gone on, hasn't he? He's given us so much more. Beyond that, the love, the joy, the peace, a purpose in life. And Jesus himself said, freely you've received. Freely give. Freely give. So we're to grow. We're to grow as individuals, as we've heard previous weeks. We're to grow as a church. And we're to grow for the world. We're here for the world because if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the need to reach the world, then God could just take us all, couldn't he? We could have a great praise party in heaven. But God still has people he wants to reach. He's not willing that any should perish. He wants everyone to be reached. And growth, of course, always means change in ourselves. Growth equals change. And uh, we want to see the world changed. We want to see it changed. Um, you know, we're, we're so good out at grumbling about the world, what's going on, Ooh, the, the government, the economics, and oh, the, the troublemakers and that. But God wants us to be world changers, to be world changers. And you might think, me? Me, a world changer? You don't know all my faults. You don't know all my problems, my failures, my weaknesses. And it's true, I don't. But God knows. God knows. And I know my own weaknesses and my own faults. But I also know God wants to use me as a world changer, despite those faults. And of course, if we wait until we're perfect before God uses us, we know how long we're going to be waiting, don't we? Forever. Forever. But God said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He said, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. So God didn't say, Well, there's uh, Jimmy Smith over there. You know, he's, he's, he's great, he's strong, he's clever. I'll use him. But then he thought, well, no. Because then everyone will think, well, that's just Jimmy Smith. So he said, I'll find someone weak, I'll find someone foolish. 
Ronnie, you'll do. Yeah? And I'll use you. And then people will know it's not you, that it's me. And so often we concentrate on all our weaknesses and our failures and how we let God down. And sometimes we can just sit there, can't we, by the pity pool saying, I'm hopeless, I'm rubbish, God can't use me. And in a sense, when we do that, we're, we're hiring the, the unemployment rate by putting Satan out of a job, putting the devil out of a job. You know, he, someone might go into Satan's living room and he's there watching uh, Jeremy Kyle, relishing in all the work he's been doing there. And uh, someone might say to him, well, how come you're not out there? You're, you're the accuser of the brethren. You're the one who condemns people. Why are you not out doing it? And I can imagine the devil saying, I don't need to. They're doing a great job themselves. And it's so true. We can be like that. You see, we depend on God. God doesn't depend on us. We depend on God. He doesn't depend on our strength. We depend on his strength. Gideon in the Old Testament, he, he, again, was so aware of all his failures, but God said, go in the strength you have. Go in the strength you have. And whatever strength you feel you have, God says, go in that strength. Don't wait to get stronger and stronger. You'll never be strong enough yourself. Go in the strength you have, and I will fill in the rest of it. So we have, God wants us to be world changers. And we have a world-changing God. We've, uh, we have had the teaching recently in this series about that personal growth. We have a, to have a heart to grow, growing in assurance and purpose. We looked at the ingredients for growth and looked at how Jesus himself grew. And part of that growth is to realise who we are in Christ. So that when we're going out there, we're not going out thinking, oh, I'm nothing. But realise who we are in Jesus Christ as we go to reach the world. And we have a great God. And, uh, you know, God has called us to greatness. You know, John mentioned before the disciples and who is, who's going to be the greatest. But they had the wrong idea about greatness in that, in that sense. You know, but God said in Matthew 11, 11, Jesus said, I tell you, among those born of women, there's not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So he's saying, there's John the Baptist, John the Baptist and amongst all the world, he's the greatest in God's sight. And yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So that's you and me. You and me, and God's saying that about us. In God's eyes, we are even greater than John the Baptist. Greater. You are known as great in heaven. So in that case, we are great, because that's what matters. Yeah, and James and John, they said to Jesus, you know, can I sit on your right, and do the guys sit on the left, when you're in heaven? You know, they, were, they wanted this form of greatness. And Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. You don't really understand, do you, what it's about? And he said, whoever wants to become great, 
And he said, it's okay to want to become great. And it say, don't want to become great. But then he went on to explain the way to greatness. Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. Must be your servant. So in serving, there is greatness. There is greatness in serving God, in serving one another. Now the world doesn't recognise that as greatness. But God does. And that's all that matters. God does. You know, the world might think of you as Clark Kent, but God thinks of you as Superman, a superwoman. And sometimes, you know, it's good to realise that, what we are in Christ, because sometimes we can go out with what I, I call bowed head evangelism, where we can like go, yeah, yeah I'm a Christian, yeah, and yeah, I do follow Jesus, and uh, go to church, and it's, it's okay, church, you know, you might like it, it might be all right, you know. <laughs> God hasn't called us to that. God hasn't called to that. It's, it's a high calling to go out with the message of God. It's a great calling, and we need to know who we are in Christ as we go out, as we share, as we mix with other people. It's easy to feel inferior. We might, uh, you know, in our bookshelf, just put our books on the bottom shelf. Oh, sorry, that's low shelf esteem, isn't it? No. Low <laughs> Get it mixed up. Low self-esteem, yeah? But let's have high Christ-esteem in us. High Christ-esteem. And there... Uh, in Romans 8, it says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you know, that's uh, helped me sometimes. When I, you know, there's lots of big characters in the world. But God has said, I'm greater than them. I'm greater than them. And you are greater than them. In Christ. In Christ. There's no pride in this. It's not bigging yourself up. It's realising how big God is, how great God is, and that is the God who is in you. It's God's truth, and it's God's power in us. And as we come to realise that, we come to a realisation, we realise that we have a world-changing God in us, so we can be world-changers. And not only do we have a world-changing God, but we have a world-changing message. We have a fantastic message to take. You know, Jesus came with the words of life, the words of eternal life, and he's given them to us to carry. What a privilege, what an honour. You know, better than the Olympic torch, he's given us this message to take. It's a message of salvation, a message of hope, a message of freedom, a message of peace, a message of power, a message of joy. It's a message that makes a difference. You know, part of the, one of the values of this church is that we be difference makers. We have a difference making God. So we are great people carrying a great message. So we can be world changers. How, how can we change the world? Well, before we change the world, we might have to change our clothes. Right? Let's go to the basics first. And I always share this whenever I speak on evangelism of any sort, that 
You know, sometimes we have to get a bath or something. You know, we have to get a shower, brush our teeth before... Because people are not going to hear what you say if they're like... (laughs) Many years ago, I used to do bus driving. There was a young lad who used to come riding around on the buses, a bit of a nuisance, really. And uh, he'd do it with all kind of drivers and... His name was Michael, and was he known in the canteen as that great guy, Michael? Was he known as, uh, you know, marvellous Michael? No. He was known as Smelly Michael. Smelly Michael. And uh, But like, as we go and we share, are you known for your faith, or you're known? Because <laughs> you're Smelly John. <laughs> Smelly Shelley. I've not heard that one before. (laughs) But not only that, our personal hygiene, but other things about our lives. Our work effort, our punctuality, our our attendance, you know, and and the way we hold ourselves and behave, you know, these are important so that we earn a... We don't put barriers up to people hearing the Word of God. We're representatives of the King. So then we can go out and we can change the world. How? Well, let me tell you a story about a a young woman who changed the world. She was working at a suitcase factory and she had a a colleague, a young man, and she invited this young man along to a a conference, not a conference, a, a concert, and he went along thinking he'd be seeing some country yokels, Christian concert, with bales of straw. <laughs> and it was a rock concert, so he was very uh, taken aback with that. And, uh, and then he got invited to uh, a youth meeting, and he went there, and there was great people, wonderful people, and he knew there was something different about them. He started going to the church, and he came to that point where he himself said, I want Jesus in my life. And Jesus came into his life. And his world was changed. And that girl had become a world changer just by inviting him along. And that young man stands before you today. Yeah, Not so young nowadays. but <laughs> And my world was changed. And I've gone on, and obviously in Christ, no boasting, and I've been able to touch other people. God has used me to touch other people and to share the message so that other people's world has been changed. And it's all a knock-on effect. So all these effects are just from that young girl inviting someone along to church. We can be world changers. I know, and you won't get any Nobel Peace Prizes for this, but uh, you won't get any Oscars or anything like that, BAFTAs, but it will be recognised in heaven. Recognised in heaven. As you help people to take a step towards Jesus. A step towards Jesus. And sometimes, very often, it's a, it's a team thing. Paul says one sows, another waters, another reaps. And in the same way, you know, a person may be impressed because with a work colleague who they work with and who's a Christian and the way they, they work and carry themselves. 
And then someone else may invite them along. Someone at the door may give them a great welcome. Someone may come and chat with them. Someone may lend them a book. Someone may preach from the front and they hear the words of eternal life. So each person has helped to take that person a step forward. And we need to do that. When we encounter people, let's not prevent them from taking a step forward. Let's encourage them to take a step forward towards Christ. And Jesus said, didn't he, Matthew 9, that the harvest is plentiful. There are many people who just want Jesus. You know, and as we go out there, we need to see what we call those people of peace. People who are open. People who are receptive. There are some who are not. Don't worry about that. But there are many who are open. And they just need you. They need me to invite them along. To, to mention Jesus, maybe. Or to even pray for them. Sometimes that's a very simple way. You know, God can move on somebody. Not many people are averse to you praying for a situation they're in or if they're in need in some way or if their family's in need. And so, let's be prepared to do that. Even if they don't believe, we can say, well, you don't have to. I'm going to believe. And God can work through that. And we can change someone's world by doing something like that. And finally, just... I just want to mention church growth for the sake of the world. And of course we are the church, each one of us. And we want to see this church grow. And we do want to see numerical growth. It's part of the vision that we see numerical growth. Why? Is it so we can say, ah, we've got a big church, you should see it. No, no, it's because then more and more people will have come to meet Jesus. More and more people. And of course we don't just want bums on seats. We want disciples of Jesus Christ. People who are growing in God. Becoming more and more like the Master. People we can take under our wing and help them on that way. We're a church on a mission. We're a church on a mission. Be part of it. Be part of this church on a mission. It's not just John and Graham, Jessica, but all of us. We're a church on a mission. In Matthew 28, Jesus said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We're doing that next week. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So God, Jesus commands us to go, to go with this great message. And it's an everyday thing, it's not just when we have church events, but it's an everyday thing as we encounter people. That God can use us to change the world, change people's world. And uh, to help us in this, we have uh, once a month, we've, as a church, we've got the mission week on the mission week and where we put on events and uh, we're having guest services as well over Easter we've got guest services and to help to have events where you can particularly 
bring people along. Visitor-friendly events. They can come along and see that we're not just weird people, but we're ordinary people who've got an extraordinary God. So I want to encourage you to get involved in this. And if your group doesn't do anything Mission Week, then support the other things that are going on. Support the other things that are going on. Bring a friend to those. Because sometimes that's all it can take. Invite someone along and the world is changed. Their world is changed. And sometimes, you know, we need to, again, because growth equals change, that careful of our attitude, you know, people coming in, oh, they're coming, well, they, they keep coming in, these people from the world, and just upsetting everything. They're sitting in my seat. <laughs> and I've said this before, you know, we all need to just pray that God will bring someone in to sit in our seat. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be great, that, you know. So just to conclude, you know, Billy Graham, he had a great evangelistic ministry and many millions of people came to God through him. But what we don't hear or see on TV or read about is Mary Jones who brought her friend to those crusades so they could hear about Jesus. Yeah? Let's be that Mary Jones. Let's bring people to Jesus. We might not get recognised, but God recognises it. God soul of the world, he did something. We need the soul of the world that we do something. We do something about it. We're called to grow. We're called to go. We're called to be world changers. And as I said, it can be something as simple as inviting someone along. And remember who you are in God as you go out there. You're great in God's sight. Maybe not in the world's sight. You're great in God's sight because you have a great God within you. And let's grow. Let's grow as a church. We're a church on a mission, a church with a purpose. Join us in it. Amen. Let's just pray. Oh, Lord. Jesus. I'm going to ask everyone who can to, to just stand, please. Thank you. Because I want to, I want to just uh, challenge people, and I don't want to embarrass anyone. I don't want to. Just between you and God today, are you going to say, God, like Isaiah said, Here I am, Lord, send me, send me. I just want to pray that as we have that heart to to reach the world, to reach those who don't know God. I'm going to pray that God will just help us. And (coughs) If you're someone who perhaps you don't feel that heart, I'm not going to ask you to sit down. (laughs) I'm not going to ask you to sit down. But those who have that heart to God, right now. Lord, I just pray for those people who have this heart this morning to reach others for you. I just pray, Lord, you will, yeah, open our hearts, Lord, to to realise who we are in Christ. We thank you, Lord, 
you don't depend on us, that we depend on you. Lord, and I pray for each one, Lord, you'll give them the courage, Lord, to, yeah, to share about you. The courage to even just ask someone along to a meal or something. Yeah, Lord, and we pray your Holy Spirit will guide us and we will have wisdom, Lord, as we have this uh, contact with people who don't know you. We thank you we have a wonderful message. We thank you that we've received so much from you. Help us to, to freely give that. Lord, as a church, we pray we'll grow. Yeah, yeah Lord, not, not for any boastful reasons, but so that people will come and know you. More and more people have that encounter with you. And we just help, pray you'll help us in going forward in that. And I pray today for those who perhaps don't know you. Yeah, and I want to invite those people to just, right now, just ask God into their lives. Ask God to come in and, and change your life. To give you that purpose in life. To give you that fresh start in life. To start living for him. God is here and he wants to meet with you. Yes, use us, Lord, we pray. Use us, we pray. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Amen. Thank you.